Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, here with me. Beautiful boys, Brandon mm. and Ben. So beautiful. What's up? Hey. Brandon, you look cozy right now. Sweats I'm all all around. Whoop. Sweatshirt, sweatpants. Cozier than a motherfucker. <laughs> I got some nice English breakfast, maybe English supper at this point, at oh. this time of the day. Right. Some tea. English supper tea. Mm. Um and yeah, I'm rocking the rocking the sweatpants, walking the sweatshirt, mm. feeling cozy, feeling warm in the tummy, ready to go. I was actually so since I'm, you know, work from home most of the time, I spend usually most of my day in either sweatpants or gym shorts. But today I had to go out of the house and Ugh. go to the car dealership and Damn. put in an early vote thing. And I bet the car dealership was fun. Luckily, I was only there half hour. Okay, which is amazing because they there was something fucked up with one of my keys. That's Very m- annoying. That's minimally offensive. Thirty minutes right. for a car dealership. Yeah, visit that's not too bad. Is good. Yes. Yeah. Do they just make you a new key? They had to order the internal, yeah, the fob. Yeah, I don't know what fob stands for. They always say the key fob. I don't know if it stands for anything. Oh, if it's I, just a fob, I don't know what that sure. is. But they did. They they said they put my car through the washer okay. before, so it was all squeaky clean mm. when I got it. And I appreciated that yeah. at least, That's and nice. I didn't have to pay anything. It was covered under my warranty. Perfect. Which those Subaru keys, it can They're- be. Very expensive. Every key like that is expensive. It's yeah, insane. Dude. The funny part is, is the ones you're getting are probably not even like the super, super expensive ones. Like on the the like limiteds and other brands mm. and stuff, they have extra features oh. and shit even yeah. that rack up the price even higher. So when I bought my Subaru, they did talk me into a warranty mm-hmm. because they gave me a reduced price. Okay. I think I figured it out and added like more than I realized, it was like a thousand dollars to my entire payment for the warranty. I think so. A thousand dollars for your—that's not that bad. Yeah, not, it's like up to a hundred thousand miles or seven years. Thousand dollars for a warrant for a yeah. seven-year warranty. Yeah, that's yeah, not, bad. not too bad. So you probably won't need it, but I guess he, if you do. My thinking was they fixed the key. Well, the keys should have worked when I bought the car, to right. be honest. But let's just say, right, whatever. Then that's like three hundred-ish potential dollars already that I'm getting the value. Out of that warranty. That's right. So keep racking it up. Yeah. Get a couple keys, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 loan some to your friends. You know. So yeah, that's that was my day. And I was at, like I said, the election office mm. just because I'm gonna be out of town on election day. Mm-hmm. So I did the early in-person voting. Yeah. Which is basically a mail-in ballot 
it never goes in the mail. They just take it right there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You called me and asked me where it was. Was I right? You were correct. Okay. Which I'm just, there's. They moved a lot of stuff around recently in the courthouse. Right. And I didn't know if that was one of the things. Dude, there were so many people. Also, I meant to check. I think I'm going to be on the news, the yeah. local news tonight, because I was in the background. Yeah. They didn't. They they interviewed the people in front of me, which made me really mad because I was mentally prepared to slightly troll the news. Uh-huh. Like, I was going to be HP, like, man, going to be like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing, but, uh, you know, maybe Kanye 2020. I was going <laughs> to say that on the news. I was ready. And then oh, they didn't ask shit. me. So Damn. very disappointing. But as I said on the top of the show, this is the HP podcast, your weekly gaming podcast from Handsome Phantom. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today, whether it's morning in your car or maybe it's a late night listen or somewhere in between there's a lot of podcasts out there that you could listen to but you're choosing ours and so hopefully we can uh, provide the top tier entertainment by talking about car dealerships and maybe some whispers in your ear uh, oh we're going asmr this episode <laughs> <laughs> so you may be wondering where does the hp podcast come from Listeners like you at patreon.com slash handsome phantom, where you can support us at the $1, $3, $5 level, or even more. If you really wanted to, you're not going to gain anything extra past that, but uh, you can get early access I mean, to this podcast. Love. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. That counts for some, doesn't it, Ben? Yeah. So, yeah, check us out. Patreon.com slash handsome phantom. We just posted a brand new episode of the Cursed PlayStation that I highly recommend you watch mm-hmm. and it's available now for everybody yes sir so check it it's disturbing it is interesting something. yeah it's, that's it's, like every it's episode though well, that's of, true. Uh, cursed playstation so guys we might be uh, about to get too deep into that show we might be going down a rabbit hole we can't get back from though yeah mm. well you, you need to you need to go watch the whole playlist and see the progression of things and how bad we've fallen ben did you like in the discord i was mentioning it i'm like if you watch from the beginning you can see ben whittled down to a third of himself i didn't see that because <laughs> did. dude i watched the, the intro of the first episode i'm like holy shit ben really is like half the size it looks like you're half the size but um weight wise i'm not but clothes sizes i am yeah yeah so you could that's a fun little bonus detail if you yeah. watch all of it you yeah. can watch the progression pretty soon i'll be a skeleton that's right. And Hallow- perfect for Halloween. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead, hop right into the news, because there is quite a few things to talk about this week. First of all, the big thing that happened just today is that Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed again. One final time, hopefully. This comes from the Cyberpunk Twitter account. They posted their now meme status yellow card oh my gosh that said uh hey everyone today we've decided to move the release date of cyberpunk 2077 by 21 days the new release date is december 10th most likely there are many emotions and questions in your head so first and foremost please accept our humble apologies the biggest challenge for us right now is shipping the game on current gen next gen and pc at the same time which requires us to prepare and test nine versions of it so this I'm going to read these because it is interesting to me. Xbox One, Xbox One X, compatibility with Xbox Series S and X, PS4, PS4 Pro, compatibility on PS5, PC, and of course, Stadia. Uh, all while working from home. 
since Cyberpunk 2077 evolved towards almost being a next-gen title somewhere along the way, we needed to make sure everything works well and every version runs smoothly. We're aware, we're aware it may might seem unrealistic when someone says that 21 days can make any difference in such a massive and complex game, but they really do. Uh, then there's one another paragraph where basically they clarify that like even though we went gold, that doesn't mean right. that it's fully done. That means we sent something to be pressed to disk. We want a day zero patch. And of course, I've seen approximately one billion hot takes of, well, it went gold. Right. And I'm like, they literally said in their message, that's not what that meant. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so they basically end by saying, we feel we have an amazing game on our hands and are willing to make every decision, even the hardest one, if it ultimately leads to you getting a, a video game you'll fall in love with. And this comes from Adam, ooh, the Polish names, Badowski and Marcin Iwinski. So what do you guys think? One final, as far as we know, delay, Dude, the sh a very short delay, 21 days. I'm pretty sure I called it. You called it? Yeah, I think I said a real long time ago that they were going to delay it again before release. Back when they were talking about like having issues with melee combat mm. and where it wasn't perfect, but not for this reason. But I want to take credit. You can take credit. I'm taking credit. I'll allow you. I'll, we'll allow it. I manifested it into mm. the universe. That's not a good thing to um, manifest. <laughs> this is your fault. That's what you're saying, dude. This is oh, your no, fault. No, 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 no. But uh, no, I'm actually really disappointed. Really? To be honest. Okay. Yeah, I'm in a little bit of a slump right now with my games. Okay. And I was hoping to hold off until this came out. And now I got to wait a little bit longer. Which right. isn't the end of the world. It is a little bit longer. It's not a lot longer. You know, and I think that's what makes it easier for people to accept, including myself, is that it's only a couple weeks. Yeah. A few weeks. Yeah. Nothing too detrimental. And um, by then, PS5 will be out and be good to go, right? Yeah. I am totally fine with it. I mean, I'm disappointed because I want to play it, but I'm fine with it if it means that there's going to be a better game as an end result. Um the the sarcastic side of me when people say 21 days won't make a difference i'm like well according to some people they're working 100 hours a week so an extra three hours of 60 hours extra of a thousand employees or not a thousand not a thousand extra hours but 40 hours extra thousand people three weeks man that adds up quick yeah that's some time yeah, yeah. but no i don't think they're all working 100 hour a week depends but. on how much money you want to throw at it i yes. guess but no, they, oh, however much money they're throwing out, they're going to make it. But I, I think the more interesting thing to me, and games get delayed all the time. Very rarely do they get delayed this close to release. But the really interesting thing to me about it is that apparently this was not something that the employees working on the game even knew before this morning when it went out on the tweet. That's really interesting to me because and I understand why they would do that because they don't want the news to get out beforehand. They don't want the, it affect the stocks, stock prices, stonks. Stonks. Yeah. Uh, all that kind of stuff. But it just seems to be like, clearly even the people running the PR account or the Twitter account didn't know because yesterday they were tweeting to people there were no more delays, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's uh, the, the, the mechanics behind it of how the whole machine works is more interesting to me than the actual fact that it is delayed. Right. Yeah. Specifically on Twitter, I was seeing different people report that, like you had said, people at CD Projekt, the news was released to them at the same time it was posted on Twitter. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, that has to be a surprising thing, especially if it potentially means a lot, a few more weeks of really extended crunch time. Well, my question, though, is if the people who were working on the game, and I mean, I'm sure there's a good explanation for this, but this is the thought in my mind is if the people who were working on the game didn't know, then who was the one telling them we're not going to have this done in time? Yeah. Or maybe they maybe they did know that. But they didn't know that they were actually yeah. going to push it. They were, I guarantee they were pushing them saying, you've got to get it done. You've got to get it done no matter what. Well, aside from preventing leakage, what, what would be the benefit of like pulling the rug from out under your employees? If in fact that was the case, they used some excuse and I'm not saying excuse in a negative way. I'm saying it that the reason they gave, um, or at least I saw someone report on was that it could affect if they, if they leak insider information, uh, to stockholders, it could decrease their stock value. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't know how it doesn't do that when they announce it officially. Well, do you think a like thirty day delay would have a massive effect on stocks? It is. I've been surprised at what's affected stocks in the past. Yeah. So yeah. Right, and I'm wondering, could it being you know December 10th? We're looking at past Black Friday. We're looking at past next gen launch by a you know pretty decent amount could less people be buying this game because they've already blown all their money no at that point no not you, this game not your yeah that's probably yeah, true. if this say, was yeah. almost any other game i would say yes but not this game right yeah i think that if my biggest theory says and it's not really a theory because they mention it i'm wondering if like certain versions of the game are what's holding this up like maybe the original xbox one version they're just it's too shitty yeah they're <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, I mean maybe honestly here's the thing this game on xbox one or xbox one s will run at best 900p and potentially even 720 because we've seen like battlefield when it was 720p to hit 60 FPS. Now this game isn't trying to hit 60. It doesn't on. need to. No. So I don't know. It's hard to say uh, which console specifically, but that's the main thing they pointed to was the fact that there are so many platforms right yeah. now. I and saw I, some speculation I, and it is entirely speculation as far as I know that maybe they delayed it so they could get the the patches ready faster for next gen, but I don't think that's the case because they already said that was like a year out. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm kind of with Dustin on this one. I mean, I feel like it has to do something with optimization. Yeah. Um, and if The Witcher Three was any indication, I mean, I would say it's not even fully maximized on my base PS4. I feel like it could be yeah. more consistent. So I hope that maybe this extra thirty days will help push everybody into the acceptable realm as far as performance goes i think it has to do something with that especially because they mentioned all the platforms you'd think it's needing to iron out some more bugs you know specifically because there's so many different interfaces that they're working with at this well, point, i like that they so. actually listed them too because i yeah. feel like people may not realize yeah no no really yeah yeah a lot of platforms right now and stadia I think so we talked about they yeah. had to put Dude, what about Luna? Is there is there even anything that needs to I don't know. I'm asking this legitimately. 
Is there anything that needs to be done for a Stadia port? Because really, you're just playing it on on a PC that's far away from you mm. over the internet. Wouldn't that still be a PC? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, and if I had to guess, PC is done and ready to go because they built this game on a PC for PCs and then they ported it to the platforms. Right. Well, PCs can be persnickety. They can be. You're right. Yeah. I don't know. It could be a thing also with, I mean, the one thing to consider with PC is if maybe they're trying to get it so the 3080 series or the 30 series cards just in general are able to get more leverage out of those. Maybe they're having issues maybe with drivers or something. I don't know. I mean, there's any number of yeah, yeah, potential right. yeah, it's stuff. Hard, hard to say. So, yeah, uh. I, this made me think specifically of when Uncharted 4 got delayed pretty close to its release date, which I looked it up and um, so, yeah, they got they did a two month delay. It was supposed to come out April 26th, Uncharted 4, and then it ended up coming out May 10th. Oh, wait, no, that's not even a. So, so from April 26th to May 10th, it was like a quick, another short little right, right. delay at the end. Yeah, 30, whatever. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. Ben, I think you're right, though, saying specifically, like, for this game, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I mean, obviously, we're all disappointed that we're not going to be able to play it as, as soon as possible. But it's coming out this year, though. Yeah. You know, and that's what I can take solace in. If it would if it would have gotten pushed back much further, I feel like I would have kind of lost some of the next gen hype for it at least a little bit. But the fact that it's so close, I don't think it's really that much of a transgression as right. far as I'm concerned. The interesting thing to me is there are probably copies of this game printed and sealed in boxes in factories. Like that's and it's getting delayed. Oh, that's yeah. very unusual. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too is that I think this is a sign of good grace. I mean, they've obviously delayed it a bunch, but I think they know what's going on and they want to make it the best they can. And they're not bullshitting about it. You know, it's a pretty big decision to delay something that's this close. And so if they need the time, I guess, you know, they need the time. This it's interesting. You guys, you know, the fact that the boxes are out, Colin has mentioned when he worked at IGN that he had, I think either Godfather one or two, two or something godfather <laughs> two that he had had it it was reviewed and he had most of the guide written and they delayed it another and, four months or yeah something. they delayed it like four months and even one like a basketball game was at ign reviewed and then canceled yeah wow so kind of uh interesting to, to cancel a game that late that's the ultimate low confidence well, right they, there yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that yeah. means they didn't do enough play testing before they sent it out to right. know that it was going to be bad so uh yeah cd project red taking a little more time but it will be here hopefully on december 10th and by the way to... everybody there's still gonna be bugs oh but yeah, yeah. i was gonna say, it's a fucking open world game man. but it's hard look at how much flack they took for the witcher 3 they bug? got ra absolutely railed. Bug-wise? Because there were so many bugs in it. And if they can prevent half of that yeah. Yeah. criticism, yeah. they're going to be in better shape. I mean, they even turned it around relatively quick. Yeah. So let's just say this, you know, 30 days could, could be 21. the one. Well, whatever. Yeah. So, 
yeah, it made me think of which Witcher three. Witcher three, even with its bugs, I'm pretty sure someone. I think someone said this in either our Discord or Colin's Discord that like the pressure must be really high with Witcher three scoring a 93. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I'm thinking is is it's a, a follow up and they need to make sure. Right. You know, and everything they've done so far has made me think that they should still be in my good graces. Right. And I don't have any reason to suspect otherwise right now. The the last thing I'll say about this is it's really funny to me to see the discourse online because a couple weeks ago when, you know, there was the whole stuff about crunch and everything, people were like, why don't you just delay the game? And now they've delayed the game and people are like, why would you delay the game? It's like, <laughs> yeah, um, they want their kids. I mean, I understand they're still going to be crunching, but yeah. Yeah. So more on that as we find out more. Cool. Another game was delayed. This one. Very interesting to me. Destruction All-Stars, the PS5 launch title for, uh, I guess it's second party. Who is making that game? I don't know who's making it. With like the Luchador mask, the the BR one. Looks like Fortnite. Yes. I'm going to have to look up who, because it doesn't say on this blog post. Oh, wait, we were bitching about, that's a $60 game, isn't it? 70. Oh, my goodness. Well, let me tell you here, Brandon. This is very interesting. It's been delayed to February. This is from Pete Smith, the director of the game on the PlayStation blog. This is pretty short. Hi, everyone. We wanted to share a quick update on our plans for Destruction All-Stars. We've decided to move the game's release from November 2020 to February 2021, where it will be included for two months in PlayStation Plus at no additional cost. Wait a second. Wait, hold up. You didn't know that? Well, included for two months in PlayStation Plus. you get the game... You could play a trial for two months. Is that what they're saying? Is that what that means? No, I think what it means is that you'll have two months to redeem it. So they're just because they know people aren't all going to have PlayStations in February. They're just fucking jumping ship. They're like seventy dollars wasn't cutting it. Let's start making it free. Now it's only free. (laughs) We're forcing you to take it. So okay, (laughs) let me just finish this and then because I I'm thinking the same thing. We're gonna automatically download it on your console. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, really. Destruction All-Stars is a multiplayer game that's at its best when you're competing with gamers online from all around the world. (laughs) We want as many people as possible to experience the mayhem on PS5. And what better way to do that than provide the game to our PlayStation Plus members? Next week, we'll have a brand new trailer and more details on the game. So you'll know exactly what to expect when you download it in February. Um, Then basically, they said if you already pre-ordered it. Via PlayStation Store, PlayStation.com, or at retail, your purchase will be refunded. Oh, shit. I was just going to ask that. I was like, who's the sorry motherfucker? Okay, but here. Here's the thing. How many places bundled it with the PS5? Like GameStop had a bundle with it. I saw a thing on this, Ben. Oh, yeah? I think it was GameStop that people were getting email that said, hey, Destruction All-Stars, no longer be included in your bundle. Instead, we will provide you with a $70 gift card that you can then redeem it for any game of your choice even better but if you don't want that then we you either take the gift card or you cancel your bundle Ooh, nobody's doing that yeah nobody wants destruction all-stars bad enough to cancel their playstation no so i mean i think that's a fair thing and anyone else who has bundles i'm assuming you're going to get a similar now that's the value of that game but that's not how much gamestop was going to make on it yeah, I mean, uh, how much they're they're gonna lose more than they would have made. I think they're already making a killing on those bundles. Well, yeah. maybe not a killing, but I think they're pretty much retail e- equivalent to retail price. Yeah, they are equ- 
equivalent, but there's just a lot of stuff yeah. in them yeah. that yeah. you may not have necessarily bought, but the bundle was the only thing right. available. Yeah. Damn, dude. But Brandon, you had started to touch on this. Literally a week ago, this game you pre-ordered for $70. We were just talking about it. Yeah. What was that, two weeks ago? Not even. And now they're like, um, maybe we should make it free they in two like, months. <laughs> they, okay, so you delay a game out of a launch window. I get it. It happens. It's not fun. The developers probably aren't thrilled about it, but it happens. You say, not only are we delaying this game, we're pretty sure it's terrible, and we're going to make it free now. Well, that's really bad. That's not inherently true that making it free is bad, but I think in this case it might be. I think it kind of feels like it. Yes. It kind of, it hasn't looked that exciting since the beginning. Here's the thing. They probably, okay, I guarantee they have all sorts of analytics tools behind the scenes. They saw that the the Twitter conversation was mostly negative about this game. They saw that pre-orders for it weren't very high, et cetera, et cetera. They knew that if people didn't have it to play on day one, that there was going to be no real reason to buy it. And also, it's a multiplayer game, literally. Yeah. So I guess this is the smartest thing they could do after what Ben has said, if they are, are feeling around the hype, because much like other games like this, I mean, you get it and you convince your friends to get it, essentially. Like, like that's the cycle of money there. Right. Um, and yeah, two whole months. Well, so I think, yeah, I think you guys are both right. I think that also they probably were thinking they probably saw the pre-order numbers. They're bad. Yep. And they're like, hmm, the game is also bad. Yep. So on launch day, people are going to spend $70 on a game that's no good. And then it's going to have no multiplayer life after that. Right. So do you guys want to take bets on server shutting down this year? <laughs> this year before the game comes out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Next year. 2021. Next year. <laughs> mm. I hope I will play it for free. Oh, dude, not much. I will play at least once for free. Yeah, I will look at the menu screen, maybe even drive around. I got a big data cap, so I'm good. I'll, sure. I'll download it and delete Talk it after it. an hour if it's bad. I think the thing that we could hope for the most with this game is that they take these months here. The game then gets polished to be something good, maybe great. And then because it's free, maybe we're going to see a Rocket League or Fall Guys situation. Delay a couple is it months, add the battle pass. That's what they're going to do. Oof. So this game is from uh, Lucid Games, which looking at their portfolio here on Wikipedia, their last game they worked on was Need for Speed Payback, which they co-developed oh, with Ghost Games. I about this before. Yeah. And it seems like the, the games that they've done themselves look like iPhone or phone games in general, and the Actual console games have all been either co-developed or ports. So this is their first big yeah. game. So Ghost has been a divisive studio, at least game wise. So even hearing that makes me kind of wishy-washy about it. Um, yeah, man, I just think it's going to be going to be bad i don't, I know, I don't, for, I don't know what I else wait. to think like eventually I don't the, know. the story about this is going to come out and i want to i want to read that i also wish whenever studios have development credits that there was at least some synopsis of what, what exactly they did. they did yeah 
because that would be so much more helpful for us to know if it was like helped with matchmaking compatibility like if they or did like art or if they yeah. did yeah <laughs> you know like like it makes a difference yep so you know yeah i don't know i just think it's unlike so i give cd project red grace because they have an established track record i do not give these guys grace we will see how it goes hoping for the best we have nothing to lose now. The worst. Well, here's the thing. That's actually true, Dustin. Yeah, nothing to lose. Here's the thing. If it comes out now and it's bad, people are gonna say, "Remember forever," because it's a launch game. Right. Oh, They're gonna yeah. remember forever how bad it was. If it comes out for free and it's bad, one, that's that's one possible scenario. People are gonna be like, "Whatever, it was free." Yeah. If it comes out and the extra time they put into it makes it better and it's good, people are gonna be like, hmm, "We were wrong." Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Well, yeah. I mean, what if it comes out two months, everyone gets it for free, and then, you know, it's popping up on Twitch? I guess... Well, after it's free, it'll be for sale. So if it does well, it will will make more money after that. Yeah. I think they're taking a risk on this exact formula with the freeness. Mm -hmm. It could pay off, but I think it directly hinges on the quality of the game. Directly. I, I think Sony also may have hurt themselves with this game because... The only time we've seen this game running in real time is in the PlayStation 5 UI video. Yeah. And you know what everyone had to say about it? How bad it looked. Oh, their feet are clipping through the floor. That oh, doesn't good. look good. Oh, good. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, the game clearly wasn't in a good state, and they showed it in the very small portion they did, and the only thing people had to say was point out mm-hmm. the flaws with it. So, yeah. And maybe that was the kicker, that they were like, yeah. Sony's like, yeah. It's going to be free. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> They're just... So... Sony's got that pull. Wait, Sony's funding it, right? It's second party. Second party. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, they can I was going to say they're like... Eh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So now on launch day, one less game. But that's okay, because there's still Demon Souls. There's still Spider-Man. There's still Assassin's Creed. It's or two less games. Sure. Whatever. Sure, oh, whatever. Two less. Yeah, whatever. Sure. Well, wait, well, Cyber, Cyberpunk wasn't day one. That was a week later, right? It was around. And yeah. it, it's hard for me to even count it as a... It's not really a PS5 game yet. No, it's yeah. not. No. But but it's a game you could play on your PS5. Right. It's actually probably the the most hyped game I have for PS5 right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, like, it's not even a... It's not even made for that, I guess. Right. All right, let's move on here. Devolver Digital has acquired Crow Team the creators of Sirius Sam and the Talos Principle. Now, Sirius Sam 4, right? Was yeah, it 4 or 3? Just, no, four. Four just came out. Our buddy Phil reviewed it for Handsome Fam. You may remember. Maybe you don't. If you're a new I've listener, never heard of him. Phil's you one have of our no guys. clue who Phil is. Yeah, Phil's one of our guys. Yeah. Never heard of him. <laughs> never heard of him. <laughs> he, uh, he liked it quite a bit. That was not the common consensus on that game. <laughs> no. Which is fine. Sometimes you're an outlier and that's okay. Uh, that doesn't diminish Phil's opinion, to a me l- at least. A little bit. Other things <laughs> diminish his opinion to me. <laughs> yeah, he does that, that by himself. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Uh, so, yeah, Devolver put out this nice little statement uh, that's basically that they were Devolver, the first game they published was a Crow Team game. I think it was one of the Serious Sam games they published digitally. And they've worked together ever since. And I like this line where they said, Crow Team and Devolver Digital have been dating for so long that we decided to go ahead and get married. 
Devolver has acquired Crow Team, or maybe Crow Team has acquired Devolver. No. Who could really know at this point in the relationship? What's certain is our future together is ultra exciting with new projects like the Talos Principle 2, more serious Sam games, and original IP from Crow Team and the Crow Team Incubator Studios. So, Ben. Yeah. You're very uh, in tune with the Devolver Digital Cinematic Universe. Well, <laughs> not, the, not the, the cinematic universe. The, not the cinematic, because <laughs> that, that actually exists now. Yeah. Damn it. The, uh, maybe on the business side. Uh-huh. What do you think about this? this? I thought this was weird because I don't think they own any studios. Yeah, I don't have any inside track on this, just to put that out there. But, right. Um, as an observer. As an observer. It makes sense from a business perspective because they're publishing all their games, which means they're funding them already. And they have that probably have the capability to sink more money into them to let them create different and, and better games as well. Uh, so, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like they're already based, they already basically do own them, except that presumably Crow team could have left and gone with a different publisher whenever they wanted to. So I don't really know that much is going to change about their relationship, except they may give them more guidance or just funnel more money to them rather than them saying we need. X million dollars, they're going to be able to say, here's X million dollars and you should make a game like this or something right. like that. Yeah. It seems like Crow Team, to me, looking at just the, the dates and the facts, may have been having a hard time these yeah. past few years. So the Talos principle was very well received, if I remember correctly. Yeah, a lot of eight out of tens, t- nine out of ten. From different places, overall Metacritic at 85 on PC and 88 on PS4. So pretty successful game. I'm not sure about what that means as far as uh, sales numbers, but that was in 2014. So they've spent the last six years presumably working on Serious Sam 4. Maybe there were some projects that got started and then either canceled or put on hold. And now you have Serious Sam 4 coming out, which had pretty big deal with stadia which you have to assume is one of those like yeah uh one of those situations where they went with it because it insured some cash right yes and now serious sam i don't want to say it's dead on arrival but i don't think there's any excitement for these games coming to other consoles outside of stadia and pc now that people know that it's the impression is that overall it's not very good right so to me, this seemed like a situation where Crow Team is like, well, we're fucked. And either we shut down or we do whatever they you know, to. do what we need to do to get. Not that, you know, the it sounds like it's a very good relationship. I think they're buddies. Like, it's yeah. not just a business relationship. I think they're friends, you know. Right. I mean, if you, it's really hard to without spending a lot of time to talk about Devolver and, and their history, but. If you look at the vault, like it was literally just some people who borrowed some money and got together in like a garage. They were like, maybe we should like pay for somebody to make a game. Yeah, that's I mean, that's shortened, but that's almost the exact story of it. I mean, Devolver, they were kind of on the front lines of digital. I don't want to say on the front lines of digital games. Obviously, we had stuff like Super Meat Boy, the 360 arcade whatever but hotline miami one of the biggest hits as far as a digital only indie game after serious sam 
the first Serious Sam. Because they had a few that like were okay, but not great before they had Hotline Miami. And I think once they had Hotline Miami, they were like, oh, we have money now to work yeah, with. Yeah. We yeah. can publish lots of stuff. Hotline Miami was in 2012. Before that, they had exclusively published Serious Sam games, from what I can tell from this uh, hmm. yeah. from this Wikipedia. I think maybe one and two. So yeah. The the really interesting thing about Devolver to me is they must have a really good curation process. And I imagine every indie in the world is pitching to them too, right? Like you sure. can't. But like there, there's certain things about a Devolver game. You know, if you get a Devolver game, it's going to have some quirk about it. It's going to either be a little weird or it's going to be a little like divisive in some way. Like, I don't know. There's just a the certain feel to Devolver games. And the other thing is like, I can only think of one Devolver game that I would probably give under a seven. Which one's that? Sludge Life. Oh. It just wasn't for me. And it was free. It was free, but I didn't know that when I reviewed it. Okay. Um, I just, I don't think I actually gave it a score, though. I think I just wrote an article about it and did a stream or something. But it's just, it's just crazy because they, they don't pick up games that aren't going to do well or, or else they're make, they're enabling them to do well somehow. Yeah. Um, so I'm just really impressed all the time with Devolver's caliber of games that they put out. And very rarely do you see a game and not know, like not kind of feel like this could probably be a Devolver game. Oh, it is. I feel like Devolver Digital and Annapurna Interactive are like the yin and yang of indie publishing. I was just thinking about it. They <laughs> both <Annapurna. laughs> have excellent curation of what they select to fund. Yep. Their games are always going to be at the very least, good. Decent. Yeah. And often great. Agreed. But Annapurna's been added a lot less time than yeah. right. Devolver has. And they also yeah. had yeah. a lot more funding yeah. from the movie yeah. side. And that is now in turmoil. And that's not I mean, that was before yeah. Corona. They were in turmoil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting how they have like the feel about them. Yep. I was just saying before you even said that, I was thinking about like how Annapurna picks like very beautiful games. Like they all have a very yeah. interesting aesthetic. So yeah, that's cool. I feel like Greece is probably the most outside the, the, uh, devolver spectrum. Most likely of the last few years before that. Not so much. I mean, they did like, they did some crazy off the wall, different for them kind of stuff before, you know, maybe 2015. But since like 2015, all their games have had like a, very like you're like oh this is a devolver game right yeah <laughs> so as far as the acquisition goes you would think like is it easier to acquire someone you already have a small partnership with well, than imagine. to hire from outside i would assume i would definitely think so yeah i mean and and by acquiring i think it's you know because people are familiar with this concept i'm not saying it's structured anything like this microsoft buying zenimax and saying zenimax do whatever you want we're still gonna we're going to fund you, but we own you and we're getting all right. of your profits. It's probably similar to this. Like I would imagine crow team. I mean, they're dealing exclusively with that. That's the thing. Publishing for those who don't know. Yeah. They actually like put it on the platform or whatever, but publishing is really just we, they paying for a game to get made. So if they're already paying for them, why not acquire them? True. They're paying for them to be alive as a studio. Yeah. It could be a thing too. Where, like I said, Crow Team is in dire straits financially and Devolver Digital sees what they're working on with Talos Principle 2 and they're thinking this game is going to be fantastic 
and we can help each other out in this situation. Right. So. No, they got an eye. I agree with you there. They're a pretty small team from what I understand. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Oh, we got a lot more news to go through. Could Xbox be releasing a streaming stick? Uh On The Verge, Phil Spencer hinted at it in this interview. He said, quote, I think you're going to see lower priced hardware as part of our ecosystem when you think about streaming sticks and other things that somebody might want to just go and plug into their TV and go play via xCloud, says Spencer. You could imagine us even having something that we just included in the Game Pass subscription that gave you an ability to stream xCloud games to your television and buying the controller. Yeah. This makes a lot of sense to me. It makes tons of sense. Especially if it's got a decent hard drive on it, like one game at a time or something, you know? Well, no. I think that it's just streaming. I'm saying, though, like if they could load... Also, if you could load a game onto it, because they can make really small chips that carry a lot of memory. But like I'm saying, like if if you want to play... Minecraft, you can do that streaming, no problem. It's not mm. hurt anything. If you want to play um, some sort of platformer, it's probably not going to be a big issue. If you want to play Halo, you probably want to download that. You know, something. There's like no that. way they could get something that plays Halo on a streaming <laughs> stick. Okay, well, you get my point though. Yeah, like I'm saying, like if they could make it so that you could also download things occasionally if you wanted. Right. I don't know. I'm just imagining the heat on X Cloud's turning up a little bit. Yeah, right. I think, and once again, we're seeing. The validity of streaming. PlayStation dipping their toes, Xbox dipping their toes. The easier they make it, I think it's just going to boost the ecosystem and their wallets. Right. So. Well, and again, Microsoft really wants to give people as many different places and ways to play at a variety of price points. And I could see them saying, hey, here is uh, a streaming stick that cost... $60 and it comes with six months of game pass. So basically you get the stick for free. Yeah. Right. But it only works with that subscription. Right. And then you're set. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you get the stick for free. You just have to pay for the subscription. That seems, I think I guess you need a controller also. Yeah. But well already with xcloud you can use like any controller well, i was gonna say yeah just if you have any sitting around a lot of them are working especially the old xbox ones so. right so yeah i think it's a very compelling idea but yeah i wonder so one of the biggest things on streaming right now is the competitiveness of the streaming right and the gameplay so I wonder if that'll have any bleed over because I feel like the streaming on the competitive type games aren't there. Mm. So I'm not really seeing this being like a Warzone machine or a Smash Brothers, you know, whatever. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so I wonder how they're going to deal with that. Right. Yeah. I'm curious. I haven't had hands on other than an E3 with xCloud. So it's obviously a very different environment when you're actually using it in your own home. Right. None of us have an Android phone that we could try it out on. Why would but, we? Exactly. <laughs> so until it comes to an iOS device, we won't be able to check it out. But I've heard that it's pretty good. Yeah, man. I'm definitely... Shit, I'll try it out all day. Yeah, for sure. Brandon, this one's for you. Oh, for me? Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice is getting a free update on October 28th. That's 
the day of the release of this. The update includes boss rematches, player recordings, new outfits, and single life challenges. This is the update that they're basically calling the Game of the Year edition, which this is what's weird. They're like, this is the update for the Game of the Year edition. So I'm assuming they're putting out a new disc of this and changing this the name on the PSN or wherever you buy it to call it said Sekiro Shadows Die Twice Game of the Year edition. And it's also just going to update the game you already have okay. to be called the Game of the Year edition. Okay. So you've been thinking about Hopping back in, yeah, Brandon. I, I was just talking about this when I was playing Ghost. I was like, I got an itch. Mm. It needs to be scratched. Fancy outfits could do that. Fancy outfits? I love this idea of being able to rematch bosses. Yeah. Do you? Yes. You sick fuck. Dude, honestly, I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to retread over and over again about my history with Sekiro. Because I already went over that when I beat it a few months ago. But ever since I beat it, I'm like, man, that game was really, really good. Yeah. But I'm only, I mean, I, part of me would want to see if I can run through it again. Yeah, dude. But so there's also the player recordings, which I'm pretty sure is just like you can watch somebody fight a boss kind of like or I don't know if it's you can watch someone fight a boss. It's probably more like DR Dark Souls. How you can see how, see how people died. died. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know why they would want to add that in. Yeah. Now. Yeah, that is strange. I guess maybe to weed out some of the jump scares or something. Guys around corners. But mm. I don't really see that being a huge needed addition. So, uh, yeah. Sekiro. Ben, you're not. This game you played a little bit of, but. I almost beat it. You almost beat it? Yeah. Where yeah, were you probably, at? You probably played more than I did. Um... I'm just real. I'm curious. According to the guide, I don't remember what it was, but I was on the second to last stage. Not stage, but boss. Boss. Yeah. Did you fight Genichiro? Um, I don't know that name. Oh, he's the guy that's on top of the, the castle the with the lightning. One. Yeah. 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 Oh, you beat him? No. Oh. I think that's where I finished. He, or where I stopped playing. He's like halfway. Maybe. I okay. don't know. I stopped it. Well, all I know is after I played for like 10 hours, I was like, I'm using a guide. And based on it, I was mm. almost done with the game. Yeah. I stopped on Oxman. Oxman. Yeah, he's riding a horse or something. I don't know. Dude, you know that's what? the first <laughs> boss in the game. Really? That's where I stopped. Dude. That I'm is like, the first real I'm, boss. I'm done. Dude. So I don't like parrying. I actually I think it. now I might play it again. Not because I'm like... I, I, the reason I did quit playing it wasn't because... I was bad at it or got for too frustrated. It was because I was having, I was hating the fact that my computer wasn't performing well. Right. And since then I have um, a new processor, a new graphics card, more RAM. So I'm thinking now it should sail. On oh my yeah. Computer. So yeah. I might pop it. I might, I might load it back up. Yeah. I have access. So why not? Except my play style. Brandon, here's, I was Except- like you, but I learned I forced myself into the way of the parry. Yeah. And then it just became so much more fun. I think I would love this game if I never played a Dark Souls game. You got to relearn, dude. It's so hard, though. Yeah. Like, it's hard to relearn because I basically the first two times that I started the game, (laughs) I just like brute forced it without parrying. And then once it clicked in my brain, it all... 
Now, Brandon, give another shakedown. One thing to consider is I was reading online that people said that if you have a, if you're playing at a higher frame rate, the windows to parries are technically higher because of the responsiveness of the game. So playing at a higher frame rate technically makes the game easier. And you are playing at like 28 FPS or yeah, something on, on the original PS4. Yeah, very bad. Um, yeah, take that, PC gamers. <laughs> or wait, no, that's okay. Never mind. So that's really bad. <laughs> and technically, I mean, maybe I made the game too, w- even easier for myself because I installed the mod that let you run it at 144 Ooh, FPS, which you can't. What's do. it run That's probably crispy as fuck. It locks it to 60. You okay. cannot surpass 60 without modding it. Right. Which is stupid. Yeah. So I'll have to show you the mod, Ben. If oh, you yeah. if you reinstall it, the mod makes a huge difference. I'll check it out. The mod also you can do something that it like auto picks up money for you which uh uh-uh. it's not a cheat yeah it just makes it not annoying because right. you have to like hold a button and mm-hmm. then it slurps everything up it's it, it does what it slurps okay. everything okay. up yeah <laughs> this is a weird one fire emblem shadow dragon and the blade of light is being released for the first time in the west this is the very first fire emblem game was that the was that the whole title it's called fire emblem shadow dragon and the blade of light so just want to make sure we got the whole thing out there. Yes. Did it sell well? Uh, in Japan? At all. In ja- well, it's yeah. it, it hasn't been in the West. In Japan, it's beloved. Like yeah. all the Fire Emblem franchises. I, I don't know if it's always been like an absolute banger, but I know right. that it for a long time. I it just was, wondered because that name alone, that, I think it, that long of a name would make me not want to buy it. I'm wondering if that name is a direct translation. Right. And it sounds better yeah. in Japanese. Dustin, you have to be very excited for this, I would assume. No. No, Not at all. I don't care. Excuse me. I'm a what, dude. Imagine I thought you like three houses. I love three houses. Imagine going back though. Yeah, dude. Going back to even some of the like the Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem is going to be rough, in my opinion. <laughs> Just because I'm such a, a new, fresh Fire Emblem right. fan, yeah. the thought of going back is not appealing. Your eyes have been have seen seen some shit. Yeah, yeah. So the game is going to cost five ninety nine on the eShop. And here's the kicker. It will only be available until March 31st, 2021. Why do they keep doing this shit? Because it's happening March 31st. Don't do this or April shit. 1st. They, they know they can get away with it. That's the only reason I can think. And they know that people will be like, oh, well, maybe I want to play that. So maybe I should just spend the six bucks. So tell me this. If the Mario collection yes. does this, okay, I can understand trying to get as much as you can in a little amount of time. Fine. Right. Will it sell well enough to entice people in the West that I need to buy it now and not buy it at all? No. No. So why? You bring up a very good so question, why? Brandon. That's I can't I'm answer saying. that. I'm just, got, I'm just confused. So if you're very excited about this, there is a physical collector's edition that is actually very cool. It comes with like an art book and a full replica game box and cartridge huh. now the cartridge does not work right which i think is super disappointing because people can make new nes games yeah. now yeah so nintendo could have gone that route and put this new translation on an actual nes cart that would have been awesome could it fit could it fit mm, i mean i don't know you'd yeah. assume depends on what they're doing to it yeah 
so yeah but uh the the game the special edition only comes with a download it doesn't come with a a cart so Hmm. yeah Hmm. but yeah interesting move i hope this just means that they're gearing up for a new fire emblem game Four houses four houses that's right (laughs) (laughs) i'd buy it i mean i've honestly thought about going back and playing three houses again yeah because it's so good you only played through once right yeah which maddie was like i was told that to really get the full experience you have to play it three times oh yeah it's got the uh, near effect (laughs) yeah well (laughs) shut up it is that is partially true because you do pick a house and they have very specific storylines and missions so if you do want the full experience you gotta play three times yeah but who has that kind of time yeah isn't it long as fuck I don't know how long it is. I think you said it was like 30 to 40 hours. Yeah. Oh, that's not too, too bad. I thought it was longer than that. Yeah. It's not too bad if that's all you want to play for a couple of months. True. Or a yeah, year, true. depending on how true. much you play. The problem that I had with Three Houses is that it's like, obviously, there's the tactical turn-based battles, which is what Fire Emblem is. But in between, you're the professor at the school and you like hang out with students you have meals with people. It's kind of like Persona-esque. Okay, cool. But they didn't balance it out right. And so at the end, I was just like, oh, here I am doing the same actions over and over and over again. Yeah. So hmm. maybe again at some point. This was interesting as well. From Gaming Bolt, uh, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X GPU gap doesn't really have a development impact. That's according to the developers of Dirt 5. So specifically, what they Brandon here <laughs> just, just gets, uh, go ahead. So from uh, Mike Morton, uh, who is Dirt 5's lead lead designer, he said, from development and gameplay perspectives, it doesn't really have an impact when it comes to tuning, tweaking, and optimizations at the end of the game. It might mean slightly less work for one platform. So I just thought that was interesting, and I I don't think we can talk about this one for a long time, but. Obviously, Series X, much more powerful on paper uh, in a lot of ways than the PS5. More flops. And so people were concerned that we were going to see a weird issue where the PS5 games would not look or run as well as Series X. And this developer is saying there's not that big of a difference. This isn't me throwing shade at dirt. Okay. But of all the games, I don't think that would be like the biggest gap in performance. Mm. I mean, I'm assuming, just like many other race games, you don't get out of your car. Yeah. You get loaded into a map. I mean, I'm not talking down because there's a lot that goes into race games and they're very meticulous and the parts are very detailed. But you got to assume that there's a little bit of a difference between something like this and something like Spider-Man or like Halo or like Cyberpunk. Right. You got to assume. Right. I mean, that just makes sense to me. I guess, though, in their defense, they can see what kind of demands their game is putting on the GPU, when, which when it's unoptimized is going to be very high. Right. And then when they optimized it down, they were like, hmm, we really we don't need to cut any corners on the PS5 version. Right. Is what yeah. I am getting from yeah. this quote. Parody has been the death of some quality games being better. So mm. to hear that is is good. I just wonder how much that actually is, you know, actually plays out in other games, you know? Right. And are you thinking, is this uh, just vapid words from one developer 
No, I mean, it probably is, but I don't have any problem with them putting out higher expectations if they're trying to meet them. Right. Yeah. It's fine. I think that, especially early on last generation with the Xbox One, we saw some really bad parody issues where like Rise of the, or the Tomb Raider, the Tomb Raider re-release, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition on Xbox One ran at 30 FPS it ran at 60 on PS4, and a lot of people were not pleased about that. So I'm guessing that we're just not going to see a drastic situation like that right? at all, hopefully. You'd hope not. I have one last news story. Bring it. The reviews for the NVIDIA 3070 are out, and so far, they're very positive. Uh, according to Tech Power Up, this is where I got specific numbers, but I yeah. was also watching like Linus Tech Tips and Digital Foundry. Uh, the claims from NVIDIA that it's equally as powerful as the 2080 Ti appear to be pretty much true. At 1080p, they noticed that it was 1% less powerful as far as like analyzing the frames. It was 1% less. Okay. At 1440p, it was 1% more powerful. Wait, more than what? The, the 2080 the, the yeah, 2080 okay. Ti. Now, when I was watching the Linus Tech Tips review... It seems that where this card can really shine and outpace the 2080 Ti is specifically in ray tracing. Uh So like the RT cores are just better even. But when you aren't using ray tracing, it's more likely that it's going to be the same or maybe just slightly worse by potentially 5% depending on the game. But the important thing is, the twenty or the thirty seventy cost four hundred ninety nine dollars. Right. The twenty eighty Ti at launch cost twelve hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. So it's still not as powerful as the super, correct? There isn't the super. On Tw- that line. Isn't there a twenty eighty Ti super? No. no, no, there's not. Twenty eighty Ti used to be the flagship, like the absolute top tier of the twenty series. There's a twenty eighty and a twenty eighty Ti. Gotcha. Yeah. I Where the, the fuck tw- is the super coming from? Well, that's 2070 super, 2060 oh, that's super. What it is. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, mind. okay. They did like a, a mid generation upgrade specifically to the 60, 70, and 80, gotcha. where they had super versions, gotcha, which gotcha, were like gotcha, gotcha. not that much. Right. They were like a 10 to 15 percent, depending on. I the don't card. think it's even that much. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, it's just exciting because you can look at some some decent builds that you could put this in. You could probably spec out a pc for a thousand dollars or less that is gonna be banging with this thing yep so the only i mean it just depends on what processor you're putting in it right the uh yeah you you could go you could save a couple hundred bucks and probably not suffer much performance at all on, on your processor yeah especially right now because with the new amd line coming out the current the the 30 series of amd the zen 2 Uh are going to be going down in price and most of those like a 3600 you could get for 200 ish i want to say 3600 i bought in may and i think i paid 260 for it it might even be cheaper now and that's not going to bottleneck no the 30 the 3070 3070 is the sweet spot then as far as price to performance Yes, like that is the best bang for your buck when it comes to new graphics card. Gotcha. For sure. I mean, maybe I'm a, we, we're assuming that a 3060 is going to come 
at some point. Right now, with the 3070, if you had a 3070 and a 3600, there is no game on the market you couldn't run at high settings. Maybe not Ultra. Right. At 1080. And probably 1440, honestly. Dude, I mean, that the 3070, if it's as powerful, like like we mentioned, as the 2080 Ti, you can run a lot of games at 4K60. Yeah. A lot. Pretty much all most, most games right now. Hmm. So. Cool. Good news. Pretty cool. I have the three. 20, I mean, I've hooked my computer up to my TV a couple times, and there's nothing I can't run at 4K on high settings. If I switch to ultra on certain settings, it starts to dip a little bit. Yeah. But if I keep most of the things at high and maybe one or two switch over to ultra, I don't have it. I'm, I'm hitting yeah. my frames and no problem. I feel like if it was a competitive game, I would always lock it, lock the frame rate at something and then crank to see how high I could get, I guess. Because I'm running so low at this point, I feel like if I could lock at 60, that would be like night and day. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the news. I have three quickies. Do it. Okay. Do them quickies. Kojima Productions has confirmed a new project is in development and they are hiring. So the next game from... Kojima himself. Wait, put your applications in. Put them in. Fly to Japan, <laughs> and work on what is definitely not Death Stranding Two. I mean, how do you know? Maybe it is. It could be. I just I don't. I, yeah, doubt. I highly doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a wacky project. I feel like I'm. I'm just so curious. What's up the sleeve there? You got to hope to me that Kojima is working on a horror game. I want after PT. I want that greatly as well. I think that's what the market wants from him. Yeah. Specifically, the fans. Yeah. Does he give a fuck about the market? No. I mean, he put out no. Death, he put out Death Stranding. I mean, you know, yeah. like, like not that you know that that wasn't a downplay on Death Stranding. It was just so niche. Yes, that's a good word for it. Yes. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is coming to iOS and Android soon. Cool. So, yeah, this is interesting because now with iPhones controller support, yeah, being pretty uh, standard and easy to do. More, more and more of these smaller indie games are coming to iOS. Like Dead Cells has been on iPhone for a while. Yep. Hyperlight Drifter. So it's interesting to see the iPhone kind of become more of this uh, handheld gaming device with real games. The problem I think you could, you run into with putting stuff on on mobile platforms is people are not willing. I mean, let's say let's use uh, Bloodstain as an example. You pay forty bucks for it on PC or console, no problem. You put it on a phone, same game. Works just as well. People aren't going to pay 40 bucks for it. No. Nobody playing 40 bucks on no. their phone. So they have to, I mean, even if they could have launched it at the same time as the original releases, there's no way they would have been able to sell any. True. Well. So they have to wait for a price drop on other consoles. Yeah. But it's also like if that market wasn't there at all before. Yeah. Is it better to get some of that money at a cheaper price point than none of it? Yeah, but you do have people who might buy it on their PlayStation for 40 bucks. But they're like, oh, it's only 10 bucks on iOS. True. I'll just do it there. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. None of us are one of those yeah, people. It's, but it's a fine line, I guess. Yeah. And this last one is a segue and a quickie. Okay. Ghost Runner will get a free upgrade to the next-gen version of the game in 2021. Yes, sir. And that leads me to where I want to cap off the show. We have very interesting new review 
on Handsome Phantom yeah. right now that you specifically did. So I wanted you to talk about it. And that is for Ghost Runner from 3D Realms and who's the main? Um, one more level. One more level. Yeah. Uh, and 505 published it. Yes. It is. And Slipgate. Slipgate. Wow, a lot of people, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, here. I don't know what everybody did. Back to Brandon's point, that I wish that uh, they they build that stuff in. I know that um, one more level is only like thirty five people, maybe. Interesting. Hmm. So this game feels AAA to me. It looks it. AAA. It, it looks AAA. It does, dude. Um, okay, so Ghost Runner. The the essentials of it are you are a formerly a peacekeeper. You're more. You're it's cyberpunk. You're more machine than man at this point, or at least you've been augmented. And there's a there's a evil person and there's rebels and you're trying to help save them. But you have like extreme mobility. You go really fast. You can slide. You can use a grappling hook, etc. You can run on walls. That's probably the biggest biggest thing. Uh, you can run on walls, and then you can also like bend the perception of time to some extent. Really, what it, the the game says you're moving super fast, but what it does is it slows everything else around you, and you can like move in and out of that. And you have a sword. Or a blade, I think, as they they put it, and you're just slicing guys. I mean, left and right. You studied the blade. Lots, wow. uh, yeah, <laughs> lots of platforming, uh, lots of time specific. Uh, there's a little bit of parrying, not a whole lot, Brandon. So you'll be okay. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, it, it's a phenomenal game. Um, we've only ever had a few games that that rated nine or above that we've reviewed and this got a nine got a nine yeah it's pretty hard for me to give a nine yeah. to something so i was very impressed and shout out to matt borges if he's listening uh which i doubt he is because he's a scumbag uh he's a he's a contributor <laughs> <laughs> he's a new contributor at handsome fan i'm working for us for a little while here and um he did he cut the review on this one and he also did another video about how to survive without a PS5 if you can't get a pre-order. That's right. Cool. So those both came out last week. So great job to him on those. But he is a scumbag. So. He is a scumbag. Yeah. And uh, he just needs to realize that Ben and I, we're his two dads now. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so he has to call us Papa. Papa. Both <laughs> of us together. So That's fine. But no, I, I recommend it. Uh, Ghost Runner is, I think it's only 30 bucks. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think it is 30. Yeah. I think this is a $60 game. If it, if it were any other time... Any other developer, like I feel like this could have been a sixty dollars game, and not suffered from it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know they're probably trying to be fair for what it cost them to make and everything. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's probably about depends on how good or bad you are at the game. There's already a speedrunning community. It's very hard. It's very hard. At there's, least from what I played at PAX. There's already a speedrunning community around it, so I'm sure some people will be able to wipe it out in no problem. But I'd say the average person probably about ten hours. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good value for thirty man. Oh, it's a great value. Yeah. I mean, if it was if it was ten hours of garbage, it wouldn't be a good value. Well, but it's ten hours of phenomenal gold, yeah. gameplay. Yeah. No, man, this is something I had it pulled up on the PlayStation Store earlier, mm-hmm. and I almost bought it. I'll tell almost bought it. I'll tell I'm, the PC oh. players out there this. I think on Steam, it's like twenty three right now because there's a discount. Maybe it's gone now. And on Epic, uh, pretty much everybody on the world has a coupon on Epic right now, so you can get it for even cheaper. And I think if you're one of the humble monthly subscribers, you get an extra 10%. Like, you can get this game for under 20 bucks right now, and there is no reason this game should be under $20, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And here's the thing. Now that Cyberpunk is delayed, not that this is the same as far as gameplay, but as far as aesthetic. 
Oh, yeah, exactly. this might yeah. Yeah. a little scratch some of that cyberpunk itch. Real yeah. quick, if you're going to play this game, if uh, Dustin the other day was like, oh, there's not really much of an RPG element to it. And you're right, mostly. It's not an RPG at all. But there is actually a pretty deep upgrade system that's got a cool mechanic. Basically, it's you got to Tetris pieces into this chipboard in order to get different upgrades on pieces. And you can change those out on the fly. That's really cool. I'm not going to go into it too in depth, but if you play the game, you should um, make sure you experiment with that because I saw a lot of reviews where people didn't even mention it, and I think it's one of the coolest pieces. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. How did it average overall? Like 87, I think. Oh. It, it was either 85 or 87 last yeah. time I looked. Nice. Oh, dude. Yeah. Dustin, I think you really like this game. I, Dude, I, I have it downloaded. Yeah. I just yeah. haven't played it yet because <sighs> this weekend, specifically when the... When, you know, Ben and Matt were working on the review, my, my parents were in. Yeah. So I just didn't yeah. really do much gaming at all. But I'm, yeah. I might even check it out tonight. It scratches that. I keep saying scratch that itch. We're just so itchy over here. Oh, very <laughs> itchy. <laughs> but uh, no, it gets that like persistence that you get from these hard games. Where yeah. you, you're like, I know I can do it. Yeah. I know I can do it. And then you do it. And it's just elating. Yeah. So. Yep. For sure. We'll check out Ghost Runner out now. Check out our review, whether it's on handsomephantom.com or on youtube.com slash handsomephantom. And make sure to give a shout out to our boy Matt, who did the edit and his other video. Watch that as well. Yeah. Comment on it and tell him, hey, Matt, you're a scumbag. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Here's the thing. You can go to YouTube. You can watch the review. You can watch Matt's video and you can watch Curse PlayStation. Mm -hmm. So there's just a slew of things to watch right now. The Curse PlayStation Cinematic Universe. That is right. Wow. Is it canon? Yes. Yes. And that's it for HP Podcast. You guys got a little extra this week at one hour and eight minutes. So there you go. Eat. 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 Okay. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, if you want to talk to us about the show or whatever you like, honestly, for the most part, uh, you can go to handsomephantom.com slash discord and join our discord completely free. All right. Until next time. See you guys later. Bye. The HP Podcast and Handsome Phantom are fan-funded through patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Ben, Jared Cavaliero, Jason Canham, Michael J. Sutherland, and Shuttleworth. Shuttleworth.